Yeah. Hmm. Um, tell me that that is not today's question. I can tell you that that is not today's question. Wonderful. Uh, so, because um, you I've... have picked a confluence of things that I'd say make it way more real than this podcast typically is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, th there's nothing that says that we can't do a topic based on reality, but I mm -hmm. like to keep things somewhat absurd, like so mm -hmm. somewhat less than practical. Um, I'd so like to get close. If we're going to, let's get closer to the what if felt had never closed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I think it's it's fair that since it's it's a weird um, situation where last time your suggestion led to me picking uh, the topic that we did, uh, so it seems only fair that you get to pick this time if you want. If not, I can. And uh, hopefully Dave shows up. I sent the link to his, uh, his mm -hmm. uh, what do you call it? Uh, I almost said Instagram. No, uh, Messenger. And uh, we, we might have, you know, the roving reporter situation, except instead of a helicopter, it'll just be him in his car. So. Well, I will look at the list of ideas now. Cool. Hmm. 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 Oh, I can cross out uh, the Santa question. Oh, that's right. Or I, I could. To... I could if I had edit privileges. But anyway, row forty-five is all set. Yep. Let's see. Strike through. There we go. Yeah. Usually, I do that right afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah, we will leave it as an exercise to the listener if um, this is because there's so many good choices or mm -hmm. so many bad choices. Man, it's been a while since I've looked through here and thought in depth about some of them. <clears throat> mm. uh, let's go. Let's go. Here, here we are. Okay, face I know the face, one. We forgot I know the one that I'm place. interested in now. Yes. We're not doing a talking version of that song. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I know the one that I like to do. So we're going to kick off, and then if Dave joins, then Dave joins. Exactly. And we, maybe we won't tell him what it is, and he'll have to figure it out on context clues. Okay. Great. Um, let's yeah. see. Let, let me set up my re recorder as well then, just in case. Yep. Okay. Here we are. Wonderful. Hmm. Wow, they are. They're going all out. In fact, this even makes me think of another question for future all I have done is opened the main voice memos app mm -hmm. on my phone and right above it. Now, this is an app that the moment that you have it in front of you, there is a big red record button. Right. So little ambiguity. And yet, if you want to squint at the tiniest text on the screen now, it says, say, quote, start a voice memo recording, unquote, with a little Siri logo next to it. 
And the number of times that people have tried to force voice to be a thing that voice is nowhere near the solution for is incredible to me. Observe, yeah. like read the room of the last generation that has moved as much voice as possible into very awkward asymmetric texting. Mm-hmm. People prefer it by huge, by huge, uh, by huge, a show of hands, literal hands, yeah. that they prefer asymmetric texting, cumbersome, over voice. Anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, whenever I get a phone call, it's like, who's died? What's wrong? <laughs> right. Why did you want to increase my heart rate right now? Why now? Why today? Yeah, anyway, exactly. I'm going to hit record. Okay. Here we are. We are now recording. I can verify. I see that input there. Uh, and you would like me to hold the question until after we've done the introductions? Yeah, exactly. And of course, if you do have any ideas for topics, um, I, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll add you as edit access so you can put stuff in. Because um, we try to avoid spoilers for future topics here. So, mm-hmm. um, yep. so yeah. So uh, this is the Hypotheticals podcast uh, where we try to answer somewhat degree, so, sorry, various degrees of um, absurd questions with various degrees of absurd and serious answers. Uh, I am Rob, he, him. And I'm Matt, he, him. And I have been given the cherry task of picking today's question. I'm going with, what if music made you drunk? Hey, that is... Two simple words, two experiences that are as personal and while while as personal are also have broad implications to them. Mm-hmm. I think this is a, a great topic to... Plumb the depths of because this is also the time of year where if you're in the grips of winter, you have easy access to each of these things in preference to being outdoors and freezing. Each of these are normally good tonics for that type of winter experience. And now we're going to add it so you can have both at the same time. You don't even need to open the bottle. That's our thinking. That's right. It's it's more convenient and uh, it can be a lot more subtle. Well, that is one thing that's true across the board. There's all kinds of ways that you nominally could take alcohol, all kinds of ways you could, all different kinds of music you could listen to. Yep. Uh, for, for you, if I can add one detail to this, Rob, is it clear to you when you are drunk or not drunk? Like on a personal level, or did you mean like Yeah, like on a personal level. Is it, are you able to tell right away, um, okay, I am this many sips into something. I'm already feeling a difference. So, or is it more that you try something and then your brain is sort of primed for the experience because you chose it, like you're going to drink something and therefore, like you're starting to have that change over to that experience even before the alcohol hit too? Like, is, is the line there clear for you? Because yeah. I think it would impact what we think about for, for this music impact too. Yeah, so I feel like I'm kind of an outlier in that category because uh, growing up in uh, mm-hmm. high school, because let's be fair, most people, you know, experience that before they're they're technically you know legal to in the U.S. at least, uh, mm-hmm. and and in college, I never like was in a cultural group that like mm-hmm. 
actually got drunk or drank at all. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was like well into my 20s before I ever did anything like that. Like my first bar crawl Mm -hmm. was um, when I went on a trip and um, that was actually my last bar crawl, at least as far as I'm aware, right? Since I can't tell the future. Um, So when I am... When I'm full, right, when I've had a meal, uh, it's a mm-hmm. lot harder for me to tell. Um, mm. But when I've had, you know, like a light meal or nothing at all, uh, it's it's mm-hmm. immediately obvious. Uh, like like the one time that I was like relatively uh, drunk was after I'd had a big meal and I didn't realize mm-hmm. it until I stood up, right? Mm. <laughs> it's like, why is everything so wobbly? Um mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's why have my uh, why have my legs given up and joined a different team? Yeah, exactly. My mm-hmm. my legs are like uh, having a counter revolution and a revolution at the same time with each other. <laughs> they've started. Yep, they've started the invasion where it has the most impact. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Starting at my feet and working up. Yep. <clears throat> oh, I hear you there. If uh, in in many, I think in many facets of of being nerds about things. It is so much pursuing the intellectual and the experiential side of things rather than going after the easy high. Mm. Whether that is a drug, if it's a beer, if it's a something. And I think that will resonate with a number of people, depending on how many people we have now from how many countries uh, listening. I think that will resonate with a lot of people who felt like they got a lot further along in life before they really had something that was a, uh, and then I had, you know, six beers kind of story. Or, mm-hmm. and then I was uh, so gone that I woke up in the middle of uh, in the middle of the night under a bridge somewhere. You know, <laughs> Those might be the hypothetical extremes you could go to because you, you read them out of in a book or you see them on TV and you think, well, okay, that's never actually, actually going to happen for me. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I remember like Music seeing helped. like media, right? Mm-hmm. Where they not not glorify but humorize like getting drunk, um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know like 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 blackout drunk is not a good thing. A because that's very dangerous, and B you're not going to remember any of it. So what's the point? <laughs> uh, what is the? I don't know. What, what's the first time you can remember really getting into music? So if we've got a bookend on. How long did it take for Rob to have a maybe a definitive drunk experience? How about for like a music experience? So I was, and this is again a weird thing. I was in my thirties before I ever went to an actual concert. Mm-hmm. Um, so the most I got into music before then was um, like a jazz station that I found out that I like jazz, and mm-hmm. uh, this th- it was it was weird because. I liked that station so much. And then they brought in an FM talk station to take over it. And there were no local jazz stations anymore. And this was before internet streaming was really, you know, fully functional. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was really sad. And ironically enough, that station got canceled because the lead host um, said something outrageously racist. And it was like off the air the next day. It's like, nope. Nope, we don't want that. No thanks. Wow, incredible. Yeah, and then they re- they replaced it with I think a pop station. I that that I'm not sure of, but I knew it wasn't jazz. Uh, yeah. Non hypothetical, 
you're having a music experience that you enjoy, that you've connected to in some way, if someone makes a personal choice that a lot of other people are not happy with, and that's it. Rob immediately is launched off in, into some other direction that he, he now has to adjust to whatever it is that's come next, way outside of whether or not you were going, you yourself personally were going to make a choice there. Like so, you would have liked that that format to stay the same. You would have kept listening. You were having just the time you you wanted to have with that station, and rug pulled out as far as you can tell in very short order on you. Yeah, yeah, essentially. <clears throat> was it the sort of thing where you already expected every time you turned on the radio or tuned into this that was going to be it forever? As far as you knew, that's the way that radio stations and music worked. Yeah, was, I mean, I was like a teenager because it was the right thing for that station to do. So let's just keep playing this one forever. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's funny how unformed a lot of my um, experience of the world was back mm -hmm. then, because generally back then I didn't think of radio as, you know, a self-sustaining business. It felt mm -hmm. more like, you know, a, a constant service, mm -hmm. right? Because the other thing that I would pay attention to was like FM 1030, right? Mm. And I was like, yeah, it's a public service, you know, that they, they do a lot of, you know, necessary things. And I didn't think, I didn't think of it changing. Um, and it's ironic because nowadays with the consolidation of everything, it's actually incredibly hard for things to change again because everything's consolidated, everything's mm -hmm. syndicated. Mm -hmm. So there's not much to change too. Mm. <clears throat> so you would find stations like that. Those jazz stations are out there in yeah. a real homogeny in that sense. There exactly. are genre stations for jazz. And I bet there are some stations that are jazz some of the time. And there's something else some of the time. But at this stage, they're they're really they're on that train track, and that train track is really only headed one direction. As far as yeah. In fact, uh, 1067 um, had essentially jazz in the evening overnight stuff eventually, uh, mm -hmm. and I did find the original like syndication of that station that still doesn't exist anymore, uh, mm -hmm. and that's how how. Like, I should start listening to it again because I did for years uh, in the office. And that's how I ended up finding a whole bunch of new artists. Uh, because I, I mean, yes, algorithms work, but you tend mm -hmm. to get a lot of the same thing because mm -hmm. that's how algorithms work. <laughs> mm -hmm. you, you like this thing, this is 95% similar. Well, now you've already raised two, uh, two things, though. If you put them together in terms of the hypothetical, this is a challenge. You mentioned if you get blackout drunk, like there's almost no point in doing that because if you're trying to do that to loosen up and have a good time or whatever it else is you, you get from the drunkenness, you don't recall. And now you've also pointed out one reason to listen to music is to discover new music that someone else has mentioned. So if the music's mm -hmm. getting you drunk, you're going to wake up in the morning and be like, oh my God, what did I listen to? It must have been good, but I have no idea what it was anymore. Yeah, exactly. So uh, there's a whole bunch of things that like sprang into mind as we started. Uh, but this is a new one to that, so thank you. Uh, sure. Have you have you heard of Last.fm? Not sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> um, Product so, placement, Last.fm, everybody. Yeah, so that would become probably uh, a very popular uh, service because it would keep it. It would be like a, a flight recorder of what you were doing <laughs> because it would know what you were listening to. Ah. Uh, and same for Shazam, right? Because mm -hmm. they have like native background listening. 
So it would just tell you what you listened to, um, you know, during that time period. Um, so yeah, so hmm. that, so there, there'd be a way to recover it, but then you'd have to like mm-hmm. get buzzed to figure out mm-hmm. which song, like, it's like, well, I can only listen to two songs today because I don't know which one I liked more. <laughs> that or I'll, I'll violate parole. I can yeah. only listen to two songs today. <laughs> I have to, I have to listen to a very specific list of albums, said the judge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder in that sense if you've got all the constraints that go around drinking because Lord knows there's just endless little fiefdoms and then subfiefdoms and each of them has some stake as how uh, an alcohol or an intoxicant should or shouldn't behave mm-hmm. man how cranky will people get about the control that they have over your life and your use of music within that <clears throat> yeah yeah, that's true. People don't like the restrictions that we have now for you know alcohol, so it's like it's mm-hmm. it's only going to get worse. For those listening from outside of broadly one of the main you know states mm-hmm. in the United States, there are um, controls over dates and times. Sometimes mm-hmm. when one can drink, absolutely controls over ages. Oh yeah, locations need to be licensed or they need to be in an area where no one is able to check and see whether that's true. There mm-hmm. are places that sell memberships more or less exclusively so that you can drink there. Mm-hmm. There's the ability to discount or not discount alcohol consumption, yeah. limit consumption, whether people are making personal choices about what to consume or whether there's a professional who's in charge of such things. Like imagine music being... <laughs> All of those things. <laughs> yeah. Although I like the idea. I mean, I don't like the idea, but I like the name of it. Uh, you know how they have like dry counties? Yeah. They'd have silent counties. Silent counties. Yeah, you get deep deep into some areas and you just see the sign as you drove in. Yep. Would just a little just music note next to it. Yeah. <laughs> the shush emoji over pasted over all kinds of things. <laughs> Oh, I, you know what I worry about now? There are a number of things that are constrained online because of major geographies that have made a like a controlling choice, a regulating mm-hmm. choice. Yeah. Like, what is the GDPR of music as an intoxicant online? Oh, boy. Because... <laughs> where yeah. is that waterline where it's a big enough influence that so many people just hew to it? Like, we promise we're not going to play music you know, between these certain hours and days or these situations on a website, someone has to be the community manager of reacting to everybody who gets a, a hair, a wild hair on whether they heard something that they thought was music and there, damn it, there were children in the room. How dare you play music where somewhere where children could hear it? Right. <laughs> these are young, unformed brains. What, 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 could, what could they do? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like there, there'd be, uh, there'd have to be like laws because internet streaming, you know, obviously is a thing mm-hmm. too. Um, mm-hmm. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, because those and rules are absolutely start, like filter. Yeah, where do you then figure out? Like, how would science? Science would have to approach where do people get intoxicated versus where do they not get intoxicated? Is auto tune, for example, enough of a <laughs> Is that it? Is that is 
like auto tune going to be the thing people use because it turns out you can control exactly what the impact is using auto tune. But outside of that, though, music is like an unregulated, you know, psychedelic mushroom farm. Oh man, yeah, like the 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 alcoholic content, like the percentage the ABV, would be different. <laughs> the ABV of, of of whatever your your favorite type of music is. Yeah, although like the, here here's a thought. I'll I'll start. Um, mm-hmm. What would like. I'll, I'll answer my own question and then like move on to like ones that ones for you. Like, I think the lowest ABV would be like 20 show tunes. Mm. The, you could do, you could do 20 show tunes for hours, man. And you're still, you're good to go. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that, that's the non-alcoholic. That's the non-alcoholic music. The it's like very low. Music. It's like maybe 0.5% or 1%. I, uh, well, let's say that it's audiobooks, but with someone who themselves is a professional, like, singer most of the time. So you can sort of hear <laughs> the energy in it, even though that they're not technically singing in it. They're adding enough to it where you're just, you're thinking, like, I can sort of taste the beer in, in the way that they're reading this audiobook. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, the. They might the... even change their performer name to O'Doul's, you know, just to be just to be uh, double clear <laughs> about the product that they're bringing, bringing to the table. Yeah. Although I like um, the idea of like William Shatner's spoken word version of rocket man is like the, the <laughs> actual 0%. That's the actual 0%. <clears throat> uh, yeah. I'll take any of the Shatners uh, then as my, uh, what is that? Yeah. Where, where would you then listen to that? So that that is your way of emphasizing I could be having a good and intoxicating time. I'm making a conscious choice, though, to listen to Shatner right now, so that you guys know I'm the designated, you know, person to to to. Like my headphones are turning everything I hear into Shatner, while you guys are listening to, who knows what, Nico Case go off and entertain <laughs> you fully to the, to everything that you want to go to, even if that's blackout musically drunk. Yep. And I'm there internally, just thinking, Mr. Tambourine Man. You know, that's <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> for anyone who hasn't heard Shatner chanting, Mr. Tambourine Man, we'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. I'll, I'll make a note of that. So, um, so the other thing I was thinking of is, um, I mean, country music has to equate with beer, right? Mm. Oh yeah. Solid. And, uh, uh, and, huh, so many genres and so many types of alcohol too. And intoxicants. We're talking a lot about alcohol. There's got to be other stuff. The literal psychedelic rock music that's meant to make your body all loopy and made of rubber bands. So you're saying other types of sounds would induce other types of drugs, like non-music things? Other styles of music that are just further out there in the same way that there are people who take things that it turns out can be intoxicating. You know, ah. your paint huffers. Your paint huffers, no one bought the thing of paint in most cases thinking that this is the only thing I'm going to use this, this can of paint for. Right. And so there must be musical styles that are somewhere in that vein too. Ah, it would still okay. have an effect on you. That's, that's a different way that I was going because mm-hmm. I was thinking everything was a different type of alcohol specifically because mm. there's so many things you can do if we talk about like other types of, uh, you know, mind-altering substances um mm-hmm. but you know i was thinking like um 
like pop music would probably be like like various kinds of wine um mm. Mm-hmm. Like rock would absolutely be hard alcohol, you know, like yeah. death metal would be like Everclear. Um, and of course, like, um, like dubstep would be like, uh, grain alcohol, you know, <laughs> I like thinking about some of the marketing that would go into it too. Cause the way that people take, they're acknowledging, okay, this is a low quality product that we're putting in front of you. Mm-hmm. We're going to do something that we can uh, that we can at least show that we care a little about, you know, the the label design of wine these days is in many cases the main purpose of selling the wine. Mm. You, you've got it down. It's not anymore trying to put a, a person behind a microphone who's talking to you about the wine. It's how well can you name the wine? How well can you design its label? Because that'll have a lot to do with how many people decide to pick it up. Exactly. You, you, you need to make a fast, good impression. So you'll have a lot of sneaky double and triple entendre names for right. even more than you already do for for music uh, bands, for for music songs. Um, and the those who want to get intoxicated in certain ways will start building these little inner cultures of who they listen to, because what it did, what it really does is it sets the dotted line for people to follow to get to the mental state you're trying to reach. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. I am giving myself a pregnant pause to see if I can think of any obvious <laughs> name, <laughs> naming naming things that I would pick in that case. Uh, let's see. Well, on the wine part, on the pop music side. I mean, you like, could have. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm that's what I say. You could have a a band called the Sour Notes because like people talk about notes of things. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, you'd have the, uh, there's always, there's always seems to be somebody in like a circle of friends who's down with, and now I soaked all this fruit in grain alcohol, and now we're going to sit around and we're going to eat the fruit. So <laughs> there'd be someone who'd be like the guy who at a party, they would put on the record that is, it's got the weird pop music in the background, so it satisfies music as a conceit mm-hmm. really what you're listening what you're really hearing is i don't know someone reading random things out of the phone book but there's music <laughs> in the background that's making your main, your brain kind of twisty as you're following along with you know uh, a 1940s rendition of who lives where and then getting like hollywood hollywood 4673 because hollywood was in fact the abbreviated thing to turn that into seven digits to dial nice. uh, you know west kenmore West Kenmore, three one two one. Yeah, so it's, that sounds like a great approximation of like um, bathtub gin, right? Like, <laughs> like we can turn anything into music. I can make it at home. I got these spoons. I got this right. I, I got these. Uh, I got these plates. All I got to do is make some syncopated rhythms, and who knows what's going to come out of it here? You're just waiting to see what kind of effect it has on your friends as you're all hanging out making weird percussive sequences together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the drum circle. I mean, think about the spending, right? You, you save so much on the booze. Where does the business come into it? Where, where do people start trying to make money? Oh, man. there's. I just thought of a, a very quick and dirty business model. So, mm-hmm. like, you know how, how you get uh, free headphones on the plane that you can plug into those, you know, adapters that yes. are, are weird? 
Um, actually, fun little side about that. You can plug a regular headphone into either left or right because mm-hmm. both um, sides are stereo sound. And oh. the reason why they're like that mm-hmm. is because there's actually noise cancellation circuitry in the plane that the headphones use. So there's microphones in the headset and it, it denoises it. Um, but anyway, if you did that at like wow, uh, a bar, right? So yeah. first of all, there'd be definitely live acts all the time, um, mm-hmm. theoretically. Um, but they'd be like in a soundproof room that you could watch them, but you couldn't hear them unless you buy the headphones. And like they'd <laughs> cut you off if you didn't like re, you know, re-up every song or so. <sighs> and the see so you and you'd go to places where yeah the the quality of the audio had to be so constrained that it it would just be next level above and beyond the lip service that some places put to during covid for example about adding extra air filtration right other things it would be not only are masks encouraged well music filtering earphones are required until we until we've a carded you if carding is the right way to go after it until we've proved um what your role is maybe there is a lot that there's something personal that you're not able to do because of it's it's considered a health risk so therefore you have to also protect yourself from those type of environments uh man don't i'm not even sure how to how to approach like a a church service oh yeah Uh, (laughs) <laughs> like a lot of services you get halfway through and and they start the special like the kids section of it all the kids go and they go to sunday school right. separate from the main worship this would be a well we've got to keep the kids somewhere else right where things are quiet and non-musical until they're of the right age yeah there'd be no kids choir <laughs> there'd no, be no kids choir no no <clears throat> yeah um oh well another thing speak i mean it's church definitely isn't entertainment but thinking of like Mm -hmm. other other entertainment things um like movies soundtracks like like all those movies would be like instantly you know um that there'd be have to be like a new category because nc-17 is still Mm -hmm. not 21 (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah you'd need ratings for all that and then you'd you'd get the people who are really into movies but they're like straight edge they need a switch where they can turn (laughs) off all possible music and whatever yep. it is that they're consuming. Yeah. Although so there's a switch on the TV, there's a switch on the on the in, in every theater. Yeah, exactly. Like a separate audio track that you can just click. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. man, that would make audio mixers pissed. Uh, yeah. There'd be a lot of extra work. How do you be punk? How do you be punk in that mindset? Oh mm. boy. How do you show that you're re- you're you're resisting the man in a way that is separate and you're not trite. You're not those people who listen to the pop music and just like, yeah, I like the red wine or I like the white wine. There's got to be something else that you can do to make a statement that's in that uh, in that vein. Hmm. If it turns out that the real punk master like Henry Rollins, if his spoken word stuff doesn't actually get you drunk but gets you hyped up some other way, perhaps we found the exact nexus. That That is the one-person Venn diagram uh, that, that <laughs> satisfies that question. Yep. That or it's Shatner. Yeah, <laughs> Once exactly. again, Shatner versus Rollins uh, on, on pulling on both ends of the tug of war of musical oh, entertainment. 
Yeah. Hmm. Well, let's get deeper into some of the other genres. What are some things we haven't even touched on? You know, there's other countries way, way away from pop music that have their own long, long traditions. Do you think those would all necessarily as, just be as, as intoxicating, or is there there's something else to plumb the depths of there? Yeah, that's that's a really it's interesting because there's this argument about like what is music and what isn't. Mm -hmm. So wouldn't it be an interesting thing to say, well, if you think it's music, then it can affect you. But if you don't, it just doesn't. Right? So if um I don't think so so that that would be interesting because in this other country context, right, other culture context, uh, mm -hmm. it means that people there might be getting drunk to things that um, that like we, we wouldn't even consider music. Although to be fair, like we, we know that it's music, so it wouldn't surprise us. It would just be mm -hmm. amusing because it's it's the sober friend in a room full of drunk people, right? You'd be looking around, and it's like everyone's listening to you know Aboriginal throat music, getting mm -hmm. high. And you're just there, like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it would be like and an interesting really cultural thing. acquired taste, right? An acquired yeah. taste, not just to your ear, but in the effect that it has on your body. Yeah, exactly. And um, it, it would mean that, like, I wonder if it would mean, like, more cultural exchange because people like to try new things. Mm -hmm. And if you had to appreciate something as music before you got drunk to it, uh, mm. It feels like there would be a lot more cultural exchange. There'd be a lot more exposure to like mm -hmm. more and more obscure things. Mm -hmm. uh, Dave sent me a message. Uh, he he's dealing with something. He he might show up. Um, he didn't he didn't add a time frame. So um, if he drops in and it turns out he's getting drunk on show tunes, <laughs> wouldn't that be a coda to our situation? Uh, I just popped open this awesome red, and we were we were we found a great Busby Berkeley collection that we were just running through. It all you know it all works together. Yeah, exactly. Well, the centuries of the centuries of music being exclusively a live home or small group public mm. entertainment that stands out a lot to me here. Is that is you know how how similar is that to when people made their own booze of all different stripes because it was a way to survive on the the crappy crappy water quality that they had right without having to deal with the fact that that random water sources could kill them it'd be i think it'd be the same way there'd be some musical sources that you simply would just treat the same way that you did like unknown water you're like no i can't let that close to my body because who knows what it's going to do to me man it's going to flatten my brain out it's gonna it's gonna take my whole uh, my whole local cultural clan apart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Although that that leads to like a few other things. Um, so the the first one is, you know, alcohol for that reason would still exist. Mm. Uh, so it would be interesting to be both drunk off of a physical substance and mm -hmm. music. Um, but yeah, that means like, and and again, this depends on how you want to approach it. Like, mm -hmm. so far we've been talking about general effects and not mm -hmm. like introductory effects. Like, if we assume that this was something that humans always had, 
um, you know, would we have developed like alcohol to get drunk sooner or later? Um, because, yeah. or, or no change at all, because, you know, again, like you said, being able to survive on something that you can and drink and not, you know, die of dehydration. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it might not affect it at all. Um, but if we always had it, like culturally, you could imagine that, um, like certain types of music would obviously be restricted to the rich, just like any uh, art form of, mm-hmm. you know, increasing requirements for skill was restricted to the, to the rich. Um, a consolidation into the hands of the powerful of certain things that they really want to have access to. Exactly. Yep. Although that made me think of something. Um, This is, this isn't a tangent, but it feels like one. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously war has been a thing that people have done for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, I could easily see at least for a while, some sort of like weaponization of music so mm-hmm. like you're about to have a battle mm-hmm. so you know you surreptitiously plant instruments <laughs> you have like battle musicians um <laughs> and you plug your ears with wax on your side and mm-hmm. then start playing music to try to get the other enemies on the other yeah the enemies uncoordinated and drunk mm-hmm. um that so that there would be like <laughs> the the real loudness wars um not of mm-hmm. not of mastering audio, but of getting an entire army, you know, just sloshed so you can attack them. And you have these elite shock troops that are either they are deaf or you have some way of <laughs> yes. completely protecting them, where they're the ones that you can trust in these situations. And you, you figure out just what is the, the primo type of thing that you mechanically can reproduce mm-hmm. while also having those those agents, those 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 rangers out there not vulnerable to the same thing that they're using to completely disable their foes yeah exactly um which means that like it i think sign language would become more popular much quicker because you mm-hmm. need to be able to communicate without being able to hear mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. At, at a massive scale so yeah anything at a massive scale the amplification would just be would be a um it'd be a strategic choice that you'd make in a lot of those scenarios. Mm-hmm. So getting to amplification faster means that if you do decide to use that, even if you're trying to be funny about it, not just if you're trying to be aggressive about it is, right. is, is really important. Uh, I have visions of the famous Monty Python scene where they've figured out the deadly joke that they translate into German. And then they're just out on the battlefield running while reading the joke in German. And all the German soldiers are just falling to their, their deaths <laughs> laughing. Except this time it is, it is like running along with some type of megaphone in front of them, trying to to make out you know just musical enough sounds to disable things that are that they're uh, taking on. Yeah. Small squad to squad combat where they've got like trumpets aimed in particular ways to try to iso- isolate and disable the the opposing uh, opposing sides. Oh man, that's funny. Uh huh. Because I mean that again very early sonic warfare right instead of like mm-hmm. havana syndrome we <laughs> we you know it turns out that the bard is actually a useful character now oh the bard <laughs> is the best character <laughs> uh yes uh it didn't take us that long to get to D. <laughs> but yeah you want to talk glory in battle you're talking about your bard 
Bart can do it all. Yeah. This is uh, it's like it's like a master assassin with a loot. <laughs> see, what are other roles that music has really important uh, placement in, or led to the evolution of? I suppose that's another thing: is the how how would you pass music along from person to person? Would it still have that same sort of shape where you could instruct people by watching them play and by listening to them? Or would there have to be some other middle middle ground in how you shared that oh. information to be sure that it was retainable and that you were uh, you were going you were going by it honestly and predictably instead of rolling these huge dice as to whether anything good was gonna come out of the experience. Yeah. Oh man. So like until we had recording right? devices Mm-hmm. You'd basically the the music industry would essentially be like functional alcoholics. <laughs> uh, I know we're saying something shocking by saying that the music industry is run by functional alcoholics. <laughs> We've gone as far as we possibly can go, hypothetically, of course. <laughs> we are coming back to so many things that are like that. Well, why do we control the music? Well, we don't want the young people to be corrupted by its intoxicating <laughs> influence. Well, all right. Good thing that would never happen. Yeah. People would subdivide culturally into groups that would and wouldn't listen to music. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's that's certainly way out there in the field. <laughs> Although, you know, Wood, Woodstock wouldn't be able to gouge you for, uh, for, for drinks, so there's mm. that. They'd have to gouge you for just, like, the music, like, the particular type of music, particular accessibility. Yep. Yeah, what else? What yeah. would they gouge you for instead in those situations? Uh, hmm. Oof. Because you know they'd figure something out. <clears throat> oh, yeah. What would, what would come, like, yeah, what would you be um, you paying for in order to get access to that? Because uh, you, like when you go to the bar, sometimes there's a cover charge to get in the bar. And now you're in the bar and you're drinking. Mm-hmm. Nominally, it's so you can do something like listen to music or socialize or get some other good outcome. Mm-hmm. So if that's provided by the music itself, uh, is it because whatever it is you're having in that constrained environment is like a, like finely tuning the experience, making it more predictable. I bet there'd be people who try to figure out if I listen to the same music, do I get drunk in the same way every single time? Mm. Or is there a way then to, to tune whatever it is I'm hearing or, or maybe just out of audible range that changes the, the intoxicant uh, experience? Yeah. So that that's a good point because... Um, so that would either necessitate like for some people more live music because it's never quite the same Mm. right um Mm -hmm. or there might be like services or tools that modify like your recording right so that it's like somewhat randomized each time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. man that would be a weird idea Mm -hmm. like would copyright be different because of that it's like you know because derivative works right Mm -hmm. but if you're not releasing them if you're just using them yourself People copyright for intoxicants that are legal. People copyright the presentation and 
again, the labeling and the naming. Yeah, and they can I, trade secret the formula. You can or cannot? I think you can. Like Coca-Cola can, right? Oh, as their own individual formula. You can trade secret it, but if someone learned the components, there's a decent chance they could make their own version at home. And it's not necessarily that Coke would come come hunting for you because you're making your own home knockoff. Exactly. Yeah, they'd have to prove that somehow you gained access to the knowledge before you created it. Mm -hmm. So on the musical side, certain instruments, perhaps, were considered the most, like, this is the best instrument to control legally so that yeah. the impact of music, the intoxicating effect of music, is also constrained. I could see people being told how to, like, how to pass along language and how you learn things in, in school, like received English for the British, mm -hmm. received music, whatever the forms yeah. were that you learned originally, they were so carefully controlled and constrained that you were, it was not possible for you to get intoxicated in any meaningful way, even though you were mm -hmm. learning something that was elemental to in the future that experience. They'll serve you yeah. fruit juice in school because they know that that version of fruit juice is not going to, you know, is not going to kill you, is not going to make you all drunk and whacked out. You can right. still go play in the playground equipment. So something in there, they're going to figure out an element that is not quite dangerous to most people that would allow you to still have a, a uh, an educational experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Although that, that made me think of uh, a historical piece of information and a parallel. Mm -hmm. uh, because back during Prohibition, they would sell like, um, like, like, a block of grapes essentially mm. and it said you know just whatever you do don't do these five steps in this specific order otherwise <laughs> you might make wine and that's illegal so it's like, just confirm this is in precisely what you should not do with these materials over this amount of time <laughs> yeah exactly so in in this world that we're creating it would be like like here's here are these uh pieces of of wood or these pieces of uh metal piping mm -hmm. It's like, mm -hmm. just please don't assemble them in this order. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you might end up with a musical instrument. <laughs> yeah. You um, do not uh, take this book of sheet music uh, into <laughs> a public space and then arrange these things around it and then follow its instructions. These yeah. instructions, these, these sheet music instructions are here so you know what not to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although, speaking <clears throat> of that, like... Um, you know, R.I.P. You know, Boston Pops Symphony Orchestra. Mm. <laughs> it's like they might get three songs in. That's all we're gonna get. <laughs> they would just there'd be a constant checking, like they go around and confirm. Okay, who's who's had too much? All right, buddy. Yeah. Back home with you. Back home with you now. That was uh, one too many renditions of a holiday carol. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I do like the idea of like, um, you know musicians with like earplugs and just waiting in the wings like shark's teeth to come out to replace people <laughs> and then the people who are able to just play and play and play for hours and you're like oh man well that guy's not going to live much longer <laughs> <laughs> what a path they've gone down oh uh, uh, yeah yeah and you can't uh you you to circle back to the one of the things you mentioned about the technology of the airplane i mean no musicality to anybody who's involved in something so mission critical. Oh, yeah. You don't only want the most tone-deaf people making those, <laughs> those calls. Um, 
I got I hate to think. I know that the type of people we've already elected president. What other kind of weirdos are you going to start electing president just for practical reasons? Because oh, they have no interest in music whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. Putting in positions of power. Yeah, Clinton absolutely couldn't get in. It's like he played what? Where? <laughs> He's just saxophoning himself <laughs> into, a, into a state, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. what, what happened to him? Oh, he got the beat. <laughs> <clears throat> Who would you think is really cool? Then, as as you uh, were growing up as a kid, like in that case, who would be the the type of in, type of thing you'd be attracted to, uh, as the rest of the world that was way older than you was was now becoming uncool. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Like music teachers can be, maybe it's mm-hmm. you'd now have since you weren't you very unlikely to have official music teachers in schools. <laughs> right. Like, it would, <laughs> maybe it would be the English teachers. Who just said, "Well, I'm, I'm only teaching you this poetry here in class, but if you want to hang out and you want to come out to the park, <laughs> you know, on the weekends, we can talk about how poetry, <laughs> you know, is feels when you're older." Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> because I remember um, when somebody said that you can sing a whole bunch of Shakespeare to the same theme as uh, the Gilligan's Island theme. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So mm-hmm. that's, that's when the second part of your life begins, right? Mm-hmm. It really is. <laughs> yeah, that would be wow. funny that, like, poetry became the new music because you, it would be spoken word, right? So mm-hmm. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have those effects. Mm-hmm. And you'd find the people who are just the absolute lightweights where they can make it through one sonnet. And they're like, no, too much. <laughs> too much, guys. I got homework later I got to do. <laughs> See, we've talked about professionals, we've talked about some regulatory constraints, some cultural considerations. Um, I don't know, formal stuff. You think music would still have a role in the beginning of life, the end of life, like milestones of life? Because there is a role mm-hmm. for, for intoxicants play a role, even the people who go to church to take communion. Right. Uh, the, the times that alcohol is used to christen, christen boats. Like, there are these other formal things that are never meant to include intoxication so would there be something musical that would then be just as significant yeah it's so constrained that you barely even call it music now that's that's a good point like certain things i don't think would change like right like the the wedding music probably wouldn't mm-hmm. change because generally mm-hmm. unless you try to do it dry you're going to have you know mm-hmm. the something to drink during that time yeah. um happy birthday is probably still safe it's so barely music as it is. <laughs> that that's fair. Um, you'd have to like restrict it to like you know like maybe three lines if you know if if little mm-hmm. kids are present you know for like the first whatever ten thirteen years whatever, however you want to cut it off. Yeah. Um, graduation ceremonies uh, for high school would definitely be out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, although military graduations, right? That would be military funny. graduations. Yeah. In, yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't be able to play taps, right? Imagine waking up first thing. <laughs> Five notes. Five yeah, exactly. Notes. <laughs> I like thinking that there could be, um, like, I think I think of music as a being a pretty human thing, 
-hmm. it's it's exceptional in many cases where the human side of music is picked up by an animal people may 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 be big uh you know may go viral with my parrot figured out how to bounce his head in time to this mm. percussive track and that's the thing yeah maybe we would also discover that there's a range of impact that it has for those few animals who are able to pick that up or someone else who's not a not a human yet still has some sentience mm-hmm. um, yeah dolphins right whales dolphins. Mm-hmm. they might be interested um and that immediately made me think um sonar officers would definitely be like they, they'd be electronic warfare by like music so basically dubstep would be like their achilles heel because it would be low frequency it would travel through the water yep <laughs> that does change the face of anything that needs to be underwater yeah sir they've, despo- they've deployed skrillex <laughs> Turns out, uh, turns out they were too close to the whale song, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that that's like. Um, have you ever seen the 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 generally panned movie uh, The Happening? I have seen enough. Uh, I, I've seen it more of all things, illustrative uses of The Happening, more so than. Mm the actual sitting down watching at the music the happening or of the movie the happening that's funny. Uh, what brings it to mind because imagine if instead of uh, spoilers for a terrible old movie not well not old but you know not not particularly new um mm-hmm. but like plants de- or animals developing defenses against us by by learning to play music oh right competitive the the virtual or the broader scope orcas trying to sink pleasure cruise vessels right turns out the trees have figured out how to uh how to do things that keep all the people coming around with chainsaws (laughs) from chainsawing quite so many trees right yep or the bird song same thing the birds have figured out how to keep the humans from being aggressive in areas where birds were uh were roosting turns out the bird songs are really effective that way yeah, it, it turns out bird watchers are just all people who are just, like, desperate to get drunk. So they, they're trying to find these specific birds. <laughs> but yeah, the tiered, the, the tiered economy of who has access to music and what quality, theoretically, what quality of music it is and what type of impact it has, mm. that, that, I think, is, is going to reach a level of stratification that would be so hard to imagine otherwise. Oh, man. That's a really good point. Like, what if... Um... Like, I'm I'm not an audiophile. I hate audiophiles. But imagine if the bit rate of the music you affected could, you your hangover. Stop right there. There'd be people who'd be like, "I'm not an audiophile. What do you What do you think? You think I'm out to destroy myself?" <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, the, it would be the it would be like the higher the bit rate, the yeah. um, faster the hangover recovery because it would be like a cleaner alcohol. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> There'd be. There, the the types of digressions you'd get into about the cabling and the materials and the sonic environment, mm-hmm. all of that would be so particular. Like I, you'd you'd have, and this is this is true in some ways of medical devices. Um, by working in very specific environments, you'd have people say, "But we're using this for solid medical purposes." Right. There is a scientific outcome we're achieving, and we're using music because it is the cleanest. It's like the laser beam. 
using music in this situation is the laser beam type of treatment we've been looking for, you know, that allows us to, 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 to help these people recover or thrive or deal with their symptoms without having to go through something more complex. It'll be like the non-invasive surgery of, because we applied music to, you know, the important junction right here between your, uh, your forefinger and your thumb. You didn't actually hear the music. We sonically targeted the music for that important bundle <laughs> of nerves right there. Oh man. And that means that like back in the, in, in like the primitive, like introductory period of that, it would be like, you know, like civil war, war uh, like uh, battlefield surgeries where mm -hmm. the, the drummer boy has a completely different role. <laughs> it's like, look, we need to work on this guy now. You're going to have to hammer out a good beat. You will. You've got to get him to where he needs to be real fast, man. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> you've got a little, you've got a, the emergency iPod, uh, that is, uh, you know, in all first aid kits. Yes. So, would it, would it still be the uh, the St. Bernard that would bring you the emergency iPod in the mountains? Or would it be like a Chihuahua? <laughs> I mean, you can, you can hear them coming, ideally, right? You, 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 could, you could hear them coming. Yeah. Um, there'd be points in events where, okay, this is it. This is last call. Like, no music after this point. That's that's too real. Again, that's too real. That's exactly what happens now. There are places that turn off their music because they're just reminding you. All right, people, if you're going to get drunk anymore, you got to do it somewhere else. Well, yep. Like materially, now they're deciding. This is it. This is where the drunk ends. Here we go. Turning it off. Yep. Uh, Footloose would be a lot more justified. <laughs> sure would. <laughs> I think you've just found the title of the episode. <laughs> a sincere and scientific justification for Footloose. <laughs> So there's there's a big one that we haven't talked about because it's I don't know how like complex mm -hmm. the thoughts would be around it, mm -hmm. um, but like oh no duplicate tab sorry um, car radios right mm. people wouldn't be listening to music in the car anymore that's for sure hell no not 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 unless you really feel like you've got nothing else to live for and you're trying. You're trying to find a blaze of glory. You're not playing music in the car, no. <laughs> you have as many cup holders as you want, but no radio. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, oh, so it would be a question of, like, first of all, what would the adoption of radio be like without music? Because that's one of the things that people use to pass the time. I imagine not everyone wanted to listen to, you know, news broadcasts 24-7 mm -hmm. or, or talk radio. I mean, there are a lot of places that do, but wouldn't that just mean that there would be a lot more talk radio? A lot more. There was there was young Rob. He was listening to a thing, a really solid genre station that just did, you know, sonnets in the evenings. He's like, I'm kind of down with the sonnet thing. And then one day, a guy snuck in there and started playing the lute in the background. <laughs> the next day, it was nothing but sports talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That sonic guy was gone. <laughs> yeah. Pirate radio stations would have a whole lot of a different effect. Like, <laughs> it's like there have been 3,000 car accidents after a pirate radio station played Smash Mouth for 30 minutes. 
Yep, uh, we've had another uh, we've had another incident of Chumbawamba. <laughs> a Chumbawamba ing. Yep, another song that's just way too literal. All of the songs about drinking would just turn into <laughs> all of the songs about listening to other songs. You wouldn't oh. even need the drinking song so much anymore. You would just be the I was listening to the radio that one time, and now the devil done took me. You know. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> In fact, that could be that be part of it, the licensing. If you think about the level of of quality and uh, regulation that goes into that industry, mm-hmm. I mean, the 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 FCC, the FCC would be just about the reason for the whole government to exist. Right. Anything FCC related would have have just subdivisions and subdivisions and subdivisions. So if you're working in the FCC, you were you were in the end part of like the the exactly who can have fun at what time and what place you'd you'd have access to that type of control in a way barely seen by the governments of today. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Because think about like simple things that we take for granted, like the First Amendment. They'd have mm-hmm. to carve out an exception for music. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you'd be constantly constitutionally protected for making music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although another government action, which um, would have a, have a completely different uh, connotation to it. You know, like the, um, the I don't know if it was the one on Voyager, if it was the one on the Pioneer spacecrafts, mm-hmm. where they put a, a golden record or a gold-plated mm. record, mm-hmm. that has, like, hours of music on it. <laughs> like, the aliens would think we're so cool. It's like, these, <laughs> these guys sent us you know, high-quality stuff. <laughs> I'm imagining how, like, the, the, the relationship that music and... Uh, alcohol and reproduction has had for eons and eons and eons and just sort of it it turning into just like okay well it's fine if you have some beer but put the beer and the music together and you're just going to fall asleep man the other part's not going to happen right (laughs) (laughs) although the other thing which would be an interesting thought is it's usually the alcohol itself which Mm -hmm. causes problems you know if you're pregnant but if music doesn't you know oh that'd be a fun safe alternative it's like oh that'd be a great alternative right yeah yeah although that means you couldn't breathalyze people you'd have to have some other reliable way to tell someone is you know music drunk Mm mm-hmm yeah exactly uh and is he like rock drunk or is he like folk drunk i mean what level are we talking here yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, officer calls it. It's like, we got one who's Beethoven drunk. That's a new one for us. <laughs> I'm thinking of the, the different speeds that uh, vinyl and other musics have, have released on over the years and mm. having that turn into the, the main way that people make reference to others about getting a, a 78 or 33 or 45. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now you just you had no time man you took the 33 and you had to play it at 78 because i need to hit now i need it now. Yeah, exactly <laughs> i was about to say the exact same thing <laughs> yeah it's like of course what would happen in the in modern times is you know how you can listen to podcasts at you know like one and a half speed mm-hmm. you know <laughs> it's like this guy like they, they they like federally outlaw anything that's faster than like uh you know 2.0 playback it's like 
You know, it's like, well, we had to stop mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. some guy, some crazy nut listened to it on five and he ended up in the hospital immediately. <laughs> he passed out where he was standing, just face first on the concrete. <clears throat> You'd have some of the same challenges culturally then that you uh, that we've had in the evolution of music. You'd have the people who would start bringing in things that satisfied a musical urge without being intoxicating. Mm-hmm. And you'd get just up in arm people would be just up in arms culturally as to whether it was or wasn't relevant because maybe it was brought up by people who had not previously had access and control of music and they were trying to 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 add it culturally and then anybody who was was in control of the gates of what did and did not qualify as music would be trying to to reassert right they reinsert their control they they'd want to set the gatekeep now in a new location compared to where it was yeah yeah <clears throat> definitely true um, uh, you would uh, you would not be encouraging your kids to take the pots and pans and just uh, bang on them <laughs> in the kitchen, probably. Yep. Everything would be incredibly... It's like all of the kitchen stuff would be made of Nerf. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't accidentally have kids putting themselves to sleep. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> like there'd be epidemics of um, like like drummers. Because you mm. can't stop a drummer, to be fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see. I bet there's another just future hypothetical topic that comes out of this that we haven't like we haven't gotten deeply enough into. But we have we've covered some politics, we've covered some socialization, we've covered some growing over time, uh, some warfare, uh, some space. Um, there's, there must be a lot of afterlife connotations to this that change. Because that's one way that people mm-hmm. talk about, you know, afterlife now is they, they use a lot of musical terms and that being somehow a thing that everyone can become part of and some great, you know, the great chorus uh, of the beyond is, is often used as a way to be wholesome and forward-looking and optimistic. But if that's the way that you thought about the effect of music, that would not be the way that most people would talk about it. That's a good point. That would sound way too decadent. That would sound very Dante instead of instead of being positive. Yes, in, in the afterlife, it'll be complete silence. Oh, yeah, just peaceful, just silent, <laughs> silence and peaceful, and everyone being very level-headed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's a that's a really good point because you you can bet that most re- religions, to some degree, would like you know consider music to be you know sinful, even though that's obviously a thing that happens right now. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah there's a, a guy that i listen to uh he has a podcast i've mentioned it before um but one thing he did a whole episode talking about how um like christian rock because hmm. basically whatever would happen is like some secular band would become famous hmm. and then they'd make a christian rock version of it mm-hmm. that sounded very similar um and nobody would ever want to sue them. Yeah. So there'd be like... So yeah, that that would be so weird because it couldn't be music. So Mm -hmm. it would be like a spoken word version of it with slightly different words that sound the same. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You would quickly learn who the Christian version of William Shatner is in that case. Oh boy, that's a thought. (laughs) (laughs) Who is... 
who's effective at passing along an, an acceptable message in those same terms so as to rob rob the music and the rock and roll of its uh, intoxicating power while still getting something positive and culturally uh, meaningful across, I suppose, for that group. Yeah. <clears throat> Although just the thought of hiring William Shatner. It's like we couldn't find anybody, so we're just going to hire him. So we brought in Shatner. Turned out he was available, so hey, <laughs> he was down for it. Yeah. <laughs> I think there'd be enough to, to at least include some of that realm. There would be enough performers who would figure out how to be professionals on that edge. They would be your, your just acceptable enough culturally people, not mm -hmm. challenging any, any social mores um, by being almost musical dressing up in the trappings of music and having a building a consistent career out of being almost musical right it'd be interesting if the way to work around that would just to be like to have no rhythm mm -hmm. right so you'd always be breaking the rhythm mm -hmm. just before it started to sound like music mm -hmm. yep turns out for most people it's like that third beat that third beats the problem yeah although i there's a weird trivia fact that i want to share um So, do you remember the um, the music for the Terminator? Mm hmm Do you know what the timing for that is? Mm-mm, no. 13-16. Whoa, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, we wanted something that was, like, we knew that it was, you know, musical, but it was very discordant. Mm -hmm. And they found it. They did it. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's amazing. Uh, and it does remind me now that plus the noise you just made on your keyboard, uh, we need to include the link to Liberace's um, pieces for typewriter. I have not heard of such a thing. That is a that is a lovely few minutes of time. Of course, there is one song that everyone could listen to and remain perfectly sober, um, which is that song four twenty two. Uh, oh. Let's not say too much about it, lest we leave ourselves open to, to legal action. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, I agree. I agree. That would be the kind of thing that ever. That would be the true test of is someone a super lightweight? Well, I listened to that man. And I was still, I was still feeling the buzz. <laughs> uh, well, there's nothing to be done for you, if even the. <laughs> if even the way out there experimental stuff does it yeah exactly mm -hmm. although in that same kind of vein um mm -hmm. there was this uh, artist who was hired i can't remember which two countries did it but there was a country that hired him to make an artwork using the annual salary the, like the average annual salary of a person in that country mm -hmm. and uh and he did it right mm -hmm. And then another country um, came to him and said, we'd like you to do the same for our country. Uh, mm -hmm. Their average salary, I think, was quite a lot higher. Mm -hmm. So he gave them a piece of artwork that was a blank canvas called Take the Money and Run, and he took all the money. <laughs> oh, no. He did eventually have to pay it back after they took him to court, but um, <laughs> that's a way to get known, right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, the... the the 
number of business people trying to do the cheapest possible intoxicant for the fastest possible cash grab. Oh, Lordy. Yeah. All of those things. Who well, would? Yeah. You, you would definitely have AI taking that spot over. Sure would. And then we get to learn, does AI so it's so intelligent that it starts getting drunk on its own it's like getting high on its own supply <laughs> turns out the ai just wants to listen to all of the 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 worst possible amalgam of pop music played at a thousand times speed yeah, and if exactly. we can ever if we ever get its attention again we'll we'll ask it to take on some of these other problems but in the meantime it seems it's stuck on a virtual infinite audio loop yeah exactly <laughs> Instead of a Turing test, it's you know it's like uh, it's like a Budweiser test. Mm -hmm. It's like can this thing sufficiently simulate being drunk, <laughs> or is it just going to be the uh, the test animal that is constantly pressing pressing the little pedal that gives right. it the injection that, yep. that gives it the uh, the audio digital injection? Now, if you live in the local area, since I've already mentioned the Liberace typewriter uh, pieces that everyone should see, I do recall seeing that somewhere uh, in the, the, I think it's the month of, maybe the, maybe the either late January or the month of February, there is a performance of a, uh, uh, of an, a relevant ensemble. I will add that also to the show notes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Feel free to send that over. So the, the, the experimental artists of all stripes that were almost musical, you know those people would be out there and they would, just like nerds find each other, those nerds would also figure out a way to find each other. Yep. Well, anything else on your mind, Rob? No, I think, uh, I think we did pretty good. I think that, uh, that that's a podcast. Yeah. Is this uh, going to be the one that finally gets us into North Korea? Well, you never know. Um, there could be someone sneaking our episodes over on a thumb drive right now. We could be in Cuba, too. <laughs> well, I look forward to that. Uh, I don't know. Sure. I'm not sure exactly how I would hope to learn about it, but <laughs> say that I do. That would be that would be engaging. It would be true engaging content. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we're the olive branch. Mm-hmm. Yes. Always always ready to be a force for peace in the world. Yeah, exactly. Okay, right, well this so. has been uh this has been Matt. It's been a good time, Rob. Yeah, this has been Rob and we have the, the standard outro that we do. Um so a couple things. Uh our email address is still uh that.hypotheticals.podcast at gmail.com if you want to send us, you know, things in the digital sense. Uh, you know, except for viruses, mm -hmm. <laughs> you'd, you'd skip that part. Yep. Um, you know, please, if, uh, if you like the podcast and you have a podcast app that supports ratings, you know, we, mm -hmm. we like ratings. Mm -hmm. um, I looked at the, like the list of people in the U S who've listened to us and it's more than just, you know, like the specific regions that contain mm. people that I know. So mm -hmm. theoretically people that I don't know are listening to this. So this is, you know, a way to, to get you know, some feedback, some thoughts. Um, if we ever do get them, I'll, I'll try to find them and read them. Okay. Uh, so that's, that's, you know, a nice thing. Um, 
you know, if, if it's, if it's a negative review and it's funny, we'll read that too, probably. Um, sure. And then of course we, we're going to have plenty to feel, of anything to feel emotion, Rob, you know me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Maybe we're AI. Maybe we're trying to take over. You don't know. Mm. At any uh, moment, Shatner could just break in. <laughs> God, I wonder how many like podcast requests Shatner gets. He must get a lot. Yeah, gotta be. Gotta be. He's he's nothing if not uh, broadly known in a way that I think people think. Yeah, he he might actually return my call. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's he's the. Uh, I think of, of like famous people who would just like randomly show up. He's mm -hmm. probably either lawful good or lawful neutral. Um, mm. Like, like uh, Bill Murray is more like chaotic neutral. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, so anyway, the last part of course is uh, recommending other podcasts. Mm -hmm. uh, so I still have plenty to go. Uh, the one that I recommend is one that is actually being produced again. Um, they took a pause for like seven months um, and wow. they're finally releasing the episodes they were doing on YouTube the entire time. So mm -hmm. they're releasing, usually it's one a week. So now it's mm -hmm. been like three or four a week because they're trying to catch up. Um, so you'll get a lot of content if you subscribe. Um, mm -hmm. It's John Michael Godier. He is a science fiction writer. Um, it's called Event Horizon and mm -hmm. he interviews like uh, scientists, other, um, other science fiction writers and generally talks about like the possibilities of space and you know finding aliens and how to search for aliens uh it's it's a lot of interesting stuff sometimes he'll randomly have a politician on which is kind of funny because with all the talk about uaps that that became a more popular thing sure. um, because they're, they're essentially trying to destigmatize um you know people in the air force yeah so that they'll actually report things that might actually be something that is of military interest. Cause you don't, you don't want to tell people that they can't say anything. Um, mm -hmm. cause mm -hmm. that's, you know, a reason why you might end up with, you know, a spy plane or a spy balloon because it's like, ah, that's not real. Uh, mm -hmm. so that, I, that's generally the real reason behind it. Uh, so that's mm -hmm. my recommendation. Uh, how about you? I will make an extremely specific one in this case. Cool. More broadly, because we've been talking so much about music, there is a ton of material in a history of rock music in 500 songs. Uh, I, may, many people here may have may have heard of it or listened to pieces of it in the past. Their episode 66 is about the song Stagger Lee. And I uh, just about fell over myself when I saw the movie American Fiction uh, today and saw that that was the pseudonym that's used in it as the author. The author trying to be the most hack possible author that he can imagine. <laughs> he, writes a, he writes a fake book inside of it, or to, what him, to him is fake, and he chooses Stag R. Lee as the name of the author. That's amazing. And just because so I didn't write episode it down. 76. Yeah, oh, 76. So the history of rock music and 500 songs about Stagger Lee. That fills in, I think... Uh, some good amount of culture, uh, cultural uh, reference that's made by the movie itself. Cool. Well, I'll add that. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of links, so that'll be good. Yeah. Rich text. Yes, a format of rich text over the hyper trans protocol, right? <laughs> yes. uh, so, yeah. So, uh, 
thanks again for listening and uh well we won't see you but we'll experience your downloads next time Mm -hmm. yes yes we will and thank you